0: Welcome to Conversations with Ann Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Haley Hughes, a registered dietitian who is impacting her small community in a big way by starting her own practice, RDRX Nutrition, and coaching CrossFit. Haley's dietitian career has taken her many places in the United States, including her home state of Alaska. While she was choosing school, she landed in Colorado and realized there was a need for her dietitian services in her small community of Greeley. Haley started her business after seeing a need for nutrition education while doing diabetes education. She continues to be involved not only in nutrition education, but contracts and menu planning, her local Meals on Wheels program, writing articles, recipe development, and collaborating with other professionals in her community. If you are looking to be an entrepreneur, Haley is someone who has leveled up in her business and will inspire you to do the same. Please enjoy my conversation with Haley. Thank you for taking some time out of your entrepreneurial crazy day. I'm sure that you've had today and life and all that kind of stuff that you have. You have a lot going on right now. I do. It's really fun. Um, But thank you for thinking of me. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, we'll get to talking about all the things that you have going on. But I kind of want to start. Let's just kind of go back to uh, when you decided that dietitian, being a dietitian was something that you would like to do. And how did you get into it?
1: So I actually was thinking about pharmacy school at first. Um, My mom's a nurse, so I kind of grew up, you know, going to work with my mom on parents and kids day and um, being really interested in just helping people in general. Uh, I didn't realize that I was so uh, not tolerant of blood and guts until (laughs) um, a little bit later in life. So I thought pharmacy would be a good fit. I get to still help people. Um... You know, get them what they need. And then I shadowed a pharmacist and was kind of like, oh, this is not quite what I thought. They are very important. Um, It's just a little bit more stationary than what I envisioned. So, um, and I really thought about a lot of these problems that we're medicating could also be fixed by diet and lifestyle. And exercise has always been a passion of mine as well. So, I kind of got started that way. I knew I wanted to do healthcare and preventative health was really exciting to me. Did did you know about dietitians at the time? Not really. I I knew there were people in the hospital that helped with the food service part of things, but I didn't really realize what an aspect um dietitians covered in the hospital setting um especially with you know icu two feeding tpn pediatrics there's so many different places to be in the clinical setting
0: did your mom work in a hospital then is that the nursing she did yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so she was aware of dietitians
1: oh yeah and she works with them now and it's it's fun to hear what they have going on and helping out when i can sure So preventative health
0: has always kind of been on your, on your radar. And you said you were very active. Were you in sports
1: when you were younger? I was, I didn't do a lot of contact sports. I was a gymnast till I was 18, quit gymnastics and was like, well, I better do something. And so I started running and then I actually ended up running for a D1 school doing track and cross country.
0: Oh my gosh. Good for you. That's, yeah. it's a full time job being a student and an athlete in college. It
1: was. And I also worked at the Rec Center, so I was pretty busy in college and oh my god, well, no, no wonder you're so good at multitasking all the things you have going on. <laughs> I sometimes overdo it a little bit, but it definitely <laughs> keeps things exciting. <laughs> so you graduated from
0: high school. So where did you end up going to your undergrad dietetics program?
1: I did my undergrad at the University of Northern Colorado in Greeley and that's where I live now and I was a little confused. I thought Northern Colorado would be like Alaska where I'm from and you know there'd be skiing and all of these outdoor things to do and I got here and it ends up um, it's a little bit more of a cow town. I had never seen cow before. I had never seen people wearing cowboy boots in public. Um, <laughs> so it was a little bit of a shock. However, my school is amazing. my professors are great. The community here is awesome and it's also a lot sunnier than Alaska, so that's well, always a plus. <laughs> yes.
0: So how did Alaska to Colorado? That's a huge. That's all a huge change. I mean, just like distance-wise, to to go to school.
1: Yes, it was. Um, so I knew I wanted to kind of get out, and like I said, I was thinking you know Colorado would be just like Alaska. It's definitely not. Um, <laughs> but uh, my an, in in Anchorage we didn't have a diabetics program. Okay. So I knew I had to go somewhere to pursue that career. So well, Colorado that's was bad. Somewhere, somewhere in Alaska. They need to get a they, dietetics program there. They do now. They do. They it was do literally now. the year that I left that they started the program. So of course, that's how it always works, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you did your undergrad, and did you ever waver once you kind of got into the program? Did you always feel like this? This is what I want to do. I'm very confident in my decision.
1: I did not waver at all. I had kind of a set intention and was loving all my courses and also out-of-state tuition was a little bit of a motivator to, you know, keep going and sure. get through those classes and yeah. Did you do your internship then at their, your college that you went to? I did not. I did a combined master's program at Illinois State University. Oh, and that was a little bit similar culture shock. It was more cornfields versus cows, yeah. but <laughs> You know, just getting some experience, but I loved that their focus was in leadership and management and my internship was really awesome being able to see what dietitians do in the management position and kind of analyze, you know, best practices and what options there were. So tell me a
0: little bit more about, because that's an area that I probably haven't heard of, like a specialty for an internship. So when it comes to leadership and management, it was it management of all types of
1: aspects or was it like a certain focus that you were in? It was all aspects. So we had food service, we had community, we definitely had clinical and it was kind of just watching and learning from dietitians who were in the leadership position
0: Oh, that's really awesome because I don't think enough of us get that experience.
1: It was really cool to see, especially kind of figuring out what your style is. And even if you want to do it anymore, you know, seeing some sure. of the back end and responsibilities that you don't expect is Did you a like? experience.
0: Did you like one certain leadership aspect, management aspect?
1: I like managing myself. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Love the employee part of it just because it can be really tough when you have a heart for your employees and, you know, overstepping those friend boundaries or, you know, being too lenient, things like that. I think, I mean, it's tough.
0: So you really learned that you kind of wanted to be your own boss, that you were like, I'm going to start my own business basically during your internship time.
1: Not even close. I didn't even know it was an option. So we didn't have any private practice experience by any means. It was always like um, a bigger corporation or a big hospital. Um, So I still didn't even know that there are private practice dietitians out there. Um, I didn't learn that in my undergrad. I didn't learn any business in my master's degree. So I didn't really know it was an option. And when I moved back to Greeley and searched some of these private practice dietitians that I was seeing on social media, um, my town didn't have any. So I have had uh, a surplus and amazing opportunities in my community just because nobody's doing it. That's
0: awesome. So you, I was going to ask, so you decided to go back to Colorado,
1: obviously. You must like Colorado. (laughs) You must like Greeley. I do, and my husband decided uh, he would like to continue living here, wasn't quite ready for Alaska, so <laughs> I ended up moving back after doing some time in the clinical setting after my internship.
0: Well, so you, so you did, um, as you graduated, you did end up going into some clinical work?
1: I did. I did a year of clinical and worked long-term care on the weekends, so. Oh my gosh, so you did two jobs. I did. Oh, Did you, so were you still in Illinois at the time? I moved after, right after graduation, I moved back to Alaska to do clinical.
0: So you were back. So is your husband from Alaska too?
1: He's from Colorado. So we had a little bit of long distance while I was getting my experience.
0: Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So didn't love Did you like clinical? Did you like long-term
1: care? I did. I loved clinical. I mean, it was always challenging seeing new things. And since I was the only a younger, no kids dietitian. I was put (laughs) everywhere from the ICU to the renal Florida cancer, everything. Um, So I got some good covering experiences and nobody else wanted to work weekends. So I got some long-term care experience too.
0: I think it's funny that you said that because I was that um, no kids dietitian too in my first job. And I worked a lot of weekends as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was, oh,
0: Haley's not busy. She yeah. can do it. Or she can work later tonight because I can yeah. go pick up my kids from school or yeah. <laughs> exactly. I can relate. <laughs> so did that for about a year and then moved back to Colorado. And then is that when you kind of like realized the opportunities that you said you're kind of looking at private practice dietitians and realize there wasn't really anything in your, how big is your community?
1: Um that is a good question. I want to say maybe 200,000, don't quote me on that. I'm okay. not sure I it, but Is it kind of more of a college town then? Is that because there is, it is Yeah. But also aging. So Colorado has a huge aging population, so Oh, and I- northern Colorado is growing like crazy since Denver's overpopulated, so Yes, I yeah, I've heard that.
0: Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that there was an aging population in Colorado. Yes, very, very much so. So take me through the next steps of how you kind of pioneered your way to um, private practice and opening your own business.
1: When I moved back, I started working long-term care and got a job as an outpatient dietitian focusing on diabetes. So I went ahead and got my certified diabetes educator credential, um, which was an experience in itself. I never thought I would be able to place an insulin pump. I still faint sometimes, but I get the person, so we're good. Um, So that was an awesome experience, but what drove me to start my own practice was I had a huge client base and was not, I mean, the follow-up was really lacking because there was only one of me and, um, I just wasn't getting to build that relationship and being able to coach and counsel them through, you know, having diabetes It a, a one-time appointment of 60 minutes doesn't even do justice for all the things they need to know and all the support they needed. So I kind of branched out on my own to be able to provide that follow-up and actually be their coach and be there for them um, so that they had a better outcome. And that's really what drove me to do it is just having more time. And
0: yeah. So was the clinic restricted to only certain just like one visit or was it insurance purposes or what kind of was the thing that held you back with time? Just you being in clinic?
1: I think it was... Just me being the only one. Mm -hmm. Um, I had twenty seven providers sending me all of their patients and again there's only one of me. So that was just kinda Yeah. Mm -hmm. I needed a little bit more support and just trying to, you know, accomplish all of that. Sure. I don't like rushing and I don't like my patients feeling rushed. It's a it's a very um sensitive time especially being newly diagnosed and being scared and having a lot more on your plate than you know when you didn't have diabetes so absolutely
0: and getting your cde is not an easy task
1: it was yes it took me a while and a lot of studying um but i am so glad that i did it. it really It gives me a lot more to offer to my patients. And instead of just addressing food, I mean, I have a lot more knowledge about medications and comorbidities and all of that. So that was really cool. But now what I'm doing is not quite diabetes as focused. I definitely still have diabetes clients, but Mm -hmm. um, I opened my practice and it is next door to my CrossFit gym where I now coach as well. So I've got... CrossFit coaching, I've got my private practice, and then I have four contract jobs as well. Oh, my gosh.
0: So what's your contract jobs then?
1: I do all of the menu analysis for our local Meals on Wheels. Right. It's so much fun. We get to come up with new recipes. And I love that population. They're just really fun. And um, I also sub for a long-term care and a hospice facility, and then I do nutri- nutrition analysis for small restaurants in town too. Oh my God.
0: Oh my goodness. I'm just like, there's just so many things. You do a little bit of everything, it sounds like.
1: It's pretty awesome. I like you know learning and building relationships, especially with small other local business owners and. It makes um, living in a smaller town uh, really fun. So you keep up
0: your CDE because you do sometimes still get referrals from physicians in your area. Is that how you're still kind of working with that part of your business?
1: Yes. And with Meals on Wheels, they refer me, um, their diabetes pa- or clients, if they have any questions or want some counseling. Oh, sure. um, That's a great connection in that way then. Yeah. Yes, and some of the long-term care I, I, when I assess people and they have diabetes, we do a little counseling too. Oh, very good.
0: So I, I when I you did post today just about the meals on wheels and I find that to be so interesting. Do do you want to share maybe how you got involved or was it a job posting or did you approach them? How did you get into that aspect of nutrition?
1: I actually approached them. I did some I did work part-time for the area agency on aging in um, Wells County. And then also a County outside of long story, but I used to work for a program similar. Okay. Um, I knew they had a dietitian, but she was not local. So she wasn't able to, you know, always see the clients or visit the kitchen and do inspections and things like that. So I reached out to them and let them know, let them Just told them kind of what I'm doing and that I would love to be a part of it. It's just something I'm passionate about, and Mm -hmm. yeah, I kind of reached out to them and let them know I was available. And the other dietitian was kind of ready, so oh, that's amazing. Do you like doing menu analysis and planning menus? It is an art. So it's a (laughs) lot harder than people think. So that's part of my private practice is I do meal planning for my clients and we sit down and brainstorm together, um, with the older population. I mean, they love their meat and potatoes. They love their fried chicken and I am not going to take that away, but it is an art to still meet that daily requirement need without, you know, giving them brand muffin spill the fiber so I can eat and make things still taste good. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's fun, challenging.
0: I bet it is. So um, I know with your private practice, you actually have a standing location, like you said, next to CrossFit. Tell me about, did you start out just initially having a standing kind of a location or did you start out virtually? How does one transition kind of that beginning of a private practice?
1: I kind of dipped my toes in the water for a little bit and did not have a standing location and met a few of my clients at, you know, a library or a coffee shop. Um, but nutrition is a very private thing for a lot of people. And I wanted my clients to feel comfortable. I wanted to feel comfortable, you know, if they're weighing themselves or want to do any body measurements or things like that. Um, obviously, a library or a coffee shop really is appropriate. So Um, I just had to go all in when I was ready and kind of made that transition when I knew there was a need and I was confident that I could provide what, you know, people are looking for to have a successful, sustainable, healthy lifestyle. And yeah, I just kind of, I mean, I got very lucky that the owners of my CrossFit gym also own the offices next door. Oh, nice. So I'm very Wonderful landlords and, um, and very close to a gym, which makes it very easy to you know gain clients from that too. people who are already interested in health and sure. just need to get the nutrition on on track.
0: Well, and I, I guess I feel like your your model is kind of very unique because you know a lot of people that are in on, that are entrepreneurs or in private practice do it mostly virtually where you're kind of the opposite. like you prefer to see them in person one on one because of the community that you're in.
1: Yes. Uh, I, I, w- I do still some virtual counseling. I mean, I have clients in Alaska and Arizona and some other places. Um, actually, I have one in Europe as well. But Oh, wow. That's, um, I love the virtual aspect. I think there are so many pros to that, especially busy moms or just busy individuals in general. Um, but I do really like having that location and people feeling more accountable sometimes and also they get to kind of meet me a little bit more and I don't know. I just I like I like chatting. I like being in person and Mm -hmm. being transparent and yeah. And being present. And I think like when you have
0: a community that's been very receptive to your services, having Mm -hmm. that place where someone could walk in your door and just come in and meet you and say, I'm not really sure. I've heard about you. I want to
1: meet you face to face and they get I think they get more comfortable with you. Definitely. And they're not as distracted. So I have a lot of people virtually who, you know, husbands are in the background or there's TV (laughs) on or kids screaming. And I'm like, "Uh, this is when I wish you could come to the office because this is your time to focus on you. And sometimes that's great.
0: So how long have you been? How long have you been doing your private practice?
1: Officially, I opened my doors in June of last year. So not, you're coming up on a year anniversary. That's exciting. Yes, almost, almost
0: almost there. So, So tell me what a day is like for you. I know they're probably very different every day, but usually how do you kind of, since you have so many things going on, you know, just with all the different variety, how do you kind of manage your time? How do you kind of plan your day? Maybe share some of those things.
1: So it took me a while. I'm still not there at all, but I try to get everything on the calendar. So I know my dates that I need my Meals on Wheels menus done. So I try to get those done a week early just in case I need some grace time. Um, I set up my calendar where my clients can book their own schedule Monday through Wednesday. Um, So I try to be very flexible those days. And I also coach on those days. So I'm already at the gym. It makes it a little bit Um, easier for me so I don't have to drive back and forth. Um, The other jobs, as far as contract work, I really can schedule those on my own time, which is awesome and very flexible. But it is one more thing to add to my plate. I don't have a secretary. I don't have you know people calling insurance for me and things like that. So I really have to be disciplined about scheduling and that catch-up time on my calendar and using it very wisely. Which at first I was like, you know, I'm just going to try to, you know, get as many people in as I can. And now I'm saying, no, you know, I have to book you out two weeks um, and then we can get started because things are so busy. So, isn't it just a process Mm -hmm. to kind of figure out like
0: your happy medium with everything that you're doing?
1: Yes. I've not quite figured that out yet, but (laughs) I think it takes time. People keep telling me the first year or so, like, just keep pushing through it. Yeah. Do you, do you
0: use me, like you have a scheduler that you can just give to clients to book their own appointments. And as far as when it comes to any other platforms that you use, as far as billing or, you know, things charting, that type of stuff that you use, that's made it
1: easier for you. Yeah. I use an, I use a website called practice better. Um, My clients can chat with me anytime. They can do food journals. I can do my schedule. I can Um, do task assignments, all kinds of things. I cannot say enough good things about that program. Um, And it's called Practice Better. They also have an app making it easier for them to check into. And then I just use Square Up for credit card payment. Um, I'm trying to get that organized. Like I said, I did not really do anything with business. So I am (laughs) learning how to budget and... Um, just track those things for taxes. I sure. Don't know, that's new no to me.
0: And then, as far as um do, what do you is this practice better also have a platform for like telehealth that you can do your your virtual appointment? Yes, nice. that's nice. That stop shopping <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and then do you so as far as um like, CrossFit, so maybe tell me about how you got into that and how you feel. Maybe a dietitian's places kind of with work because you know there's so much controversy about CrossFit and people. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's exhausting. And I I never say anything bad about it because I'm like, hey, there's something out there for everybody, whatever. But so how do you feel about? Because I'm sure you probably get a little slack every once in a while.
1: Oh, all the time. Um, when I first started I was like, well, okay. I was an athlete in college. When I got out, I was like, Whoa, what am I doing out here by myself? Um, so and I didn't want to run fourteen miles by myself. That's boring. So yeah. <laughs> I kinda did the gym thing for a while, um, tried some classes and things like that and I had a friend that did CrossFit and was like, you should come. You know, you're a gymnast. I bet you'd be really awesome at it. I'm like, I don't know. They're weird. They preach paleo and they, wear, they wear socks that are too high. And I bothered me." So I was like, you know, I'll just give this a try. Maybe I would be okay at it. And the first day I had like 50 rope climbs and I was like, number one, why are adults on ropes? Number two, the sock thing is very real because I have a scar now because I would not let my pride um, oh sure! And definitely burned a hole through my shin. Oh my! God. So there were things like that, and it was really cool when I walked into the gym that um, they were receptive to a dietitian. They're like, "Oh yeah, you're the nutrition expert," and it wasn't like you know trying to preach something or sell supplements or anything like that. And that was really cool. But the community in general, I like having a group class. I like you know, having some structure and a plan to my workouts. instead of just showing up and not really knowing what to do. Um, So, yeah, I got hooked. I joined the Colts and um, it's been really good. I think it really depends on what gyms you go to. We are very big on safety. Um, I had somebody ask me yesterday, you know, how many injuries have you seen? And I'm like, honestly, uh, I've not had anybody ever injure themselves in a class. So that's great.
0: That's no. really great. Well, I think you're right. I think it really depends on where you're at, what type of gym. But then I think it's great that they also recognize you as, you know, a very important part of the community there and the CrossFit community.
1: Yeah. My first couple weeks, uh, CrossFit headquarters posted something on Twitter about how all dietitians caused obesity because of a low fat. I don't even know what it was, but I think I remember. I, I engaged in that. And did you? I was I mean, I don't feel bad about it, but um that is pretty frustrating to see because we're all on the same team trying to make people healthier and bashing whatever. It's just not necessary. Yeah, absolutely. Do you so
0: what did you need to do then to become an instructor? Did you have to attend classes? Like how does that work?
1: We did. We had a it's a two-day course and then you have a test at the end. And then my gym requires um, I, I this is like my third month of training, so they take it very seriously to make sure our members don't get injured, and I'm teaching correctly and paying attention and being a good coach so that's awesome
0: it, it yeah. kind of sounds like it was all kind of meant to be for you like the like how it all happened it just kind of happened how it was supposed to.
1: It did. Everything's falling into place, coming out. A lot of things coming out of nowhere that are good, but
0: yeah. And at some point you might need some help with your, all your things that you're doing, especially billing insurance. Like that is exhausting. How do you feel about that?
1: I I don't actually take insurance. I provide super bill, So my clients are um, responsible for sending it into their claims. However, I do spend time on the phone with them. Um, if sometimes they just need something silly, but they're not going to call the patient, tell them that they want you to follow up. Okay. Um. So I spend hours sometimes t- explaining what the appointment was about, where it was held, my MPI, know all that. Um, sure. But that's it's right. definitely not as stressful as actually billing insurance. So. Well, that's good, and that's a good. That's a good tip.
0: That maybe doing that super bill is a much. Like if you tell your patients ahead of time, you're like, I provide you with a bill. You are in charge of submitting it to your insurance. I will not bill your insurance. That's probably yeah. just taking out one extra day of phone calls.
1: It is. And these people are ready to make changes. They see the value in nutrition counseling when they're paying out of pocket. So that's another thing that I feel really helps with success is these are people who are ready to ready to go.
0: They have money in the game that helps. I think out of all the things you do, could you pick one thing that you really are most passionate about?
1: At the end of the day, what I get the most job satisfaction out of is seeing a client make the progress or make, make it to their goals Um, so even though one on one is probably the most time consuming and stressful and um almost feeling like a therapist at times, that is definitely the most rewarding and I feel like I make a difference. So such a
0: warm and fuzzy feeling, isn't it? It is. It's pretty cool. And when you can see a patient's like eyes, like when it's just clicking for them, like you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm doing something
1: right. (laughs) Yeah. And you get to know them and you know, it's it's almost like I don't like calling my patients or clients, whatever. I like to call them my friends because they do end up becoming, you know, good friends. And it's just really cool to see that. That's kind of true because you do share so much, even probably
0: your own personal life with them because they're sharing their personal life with you. And you end up having a lot of interesting conversations. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. it is. <laughs> So I also know that you're very adventurous with um, food and travel. So I love watching, just experiencing your travel and your food with you. Um, You come from such a great place with like, I've seen you with your fresh seafood and, and that type of stuff. So did you grow up in that kind of space with being adventurous with your food and traveling?
1: Oh, yeah. Fishing every weekend. Both of my parents are from the Midwest. So I remember my mom saying one time when we were younger, like, I am so impressed. You eat your salmon. Like, you know, we would never do that because they didn't have it. Um, so, yeah. And my dad hunts, and my husband is a very avid hunter. So, I have literally maybe bought meat at the store a couple times in my entire life. Wow. Um, so, we have mainly most deer, antelope, salmon, wild turkey, everything. So, that's yeah. really awesome. I- People are a little weirded out sometimes, but, um, I like to know where my meat comes from and sure. I'm definitely not a gardener, but I do like to shop at, you know, farmer's markets and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think growing up vegetables, I was kind of, I mean, I was a typical kid, like, uh, I'd rather have some chicken nuggets or something, but, um, so I'm very pro sneaking them into things, making them taste good, you know? they don't have to be boring salads all the time. So I do try to get really creative and flavorful with my food. So that's
0: awesome. And you love to travel. I've seen you Mm -hmm. on many adventures. (laughs) Is that kind of for peace of
1: mind or you like to be adventurous? It is. I think peace of mind is a a big one for me. It's hard for me to disconnect when I'm in um, Colorado. It's, I, it's hard for me to put the computer down or, you know, refrain from answering a question or saying yes to a new opportunity. So vacation is a really good time for me to step away from things and experience something new and actually spend time with my husband. So he doesn't forget that I'm <laughs> a person. So yeah, we took a trip to Bora Bora. We've got Greece and Italy planned. Um, I've been to Hawaii quite a few times and, we're just trying to get out and you know, see what's what out there.
0: I think it's good to to show that too, because I think as a business owner, you know, you don't you have to show both sides of your commitment to your business, but also the commitment of taking care of yourself and being able to to divide the time.
1: Absolutely, and I mean, there's a reason we got into this profession. We want to help everybody and do everything, and. And that takes discipline too. It's being able to say like no, so you can give your best to, you know, what you're doing in the present and just being there.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think I messaged you one time. I was like, "Are you working on vacation?" I think I did like a your last couple trip. And You're like, "Yes, I know. I'm. I got to stop." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard. To, it's like, hard for you, I'm sure. It's hard when you're trying, trying to grow a business to, like, too. Fingers
1: or something every time I try to do that. <laughs>
0: Well, I think it's really, I, I, I like following the uniqueness of your business and just all the kind of great things that you're doing in your community. I think, you know, I, as a, as a dietitian working in maybe a little bit big, bigger of a city, but I think that there is a space for all of us and those smaller communities really need us.
1: Yeah, definitely. And maybe I think, find them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think there needs to be more dietitians out there that are, you know, doing exactly what they love. Like there's just such a need for everybody. And like I said, even with the CrossFit thing, like we're all on the same team, you know, if I don't know, I've had quite a few dietitians reach out to me and they're like, what are you doing? Like, how do you even get started? And Oh, well, I could never leave my job or whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. have some you know, confidence. There's definitely a need. There will always be a need. And everyone has something unique to offer. And I know I'm not the perfect dietitian for everyone. And um, yeah, it'd be nice to have some other sport out there too. And
0: I think, like you said, there's people are scared. They're scared to leave comforting. Like they know that they have a job. They know they have, you know, the this place that they can go to all the time, but they really want to do what you're doing. So I think you're a great role model for people that just, just to do it, there will be a space. It'll be hard, but there will be a space.
1: Yeah. I was scared. I was, were you scared? scared. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm, but you never know, you can't, you know, put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, you could get fired any day and, um, going your whole life, you know, working at a job where you're not feeling like, Oh, I'm really doing what I love, then, Mm -hmm. you
0: know. And it's good to kind of have some other things like you have, you know, like some other contracts that I always think, I always remember those, like there are places that need, maybe not 40 hours a week, but they might need five hours a week or they might need two. And those are just kind of great ways to keep it fresh, but also to have an income while you're trying to kind of build your own thing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And And even just that's another thing, like with reaching out to some of these contract things, like see if there's a need for you. If it's something you like, it can always be created. And um, I also do some local fitness events and we reached out to a new distillery in town and we're like, hey, can we teach a yoga class here? And they're like, that sounds awesome. It's just creating what you want to. And what do you call that? We call it Busy Babe Wellness. Yes. That's right.
0: I love that. And then you guys do beer. and Is it beer and yoga?
1: All kinds of things. We've had um, donuts and paddle boarding. We've had, <laughs> I don't even know, like just fun. random fun things. And do you, yeah. a lot
0: of, do you get a good response for those events?
1: We do. Our first event, we did a free 5k because we didn't really know what was going on and we provided mimosas. We thought maybe 15 people would show up and it ended up being 50 plus. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was like, Oh, well, I guess yeah, let's let's do this. So
0: Busy Bay Wellness wellness is kind of another just small little entity of your cuz what's the name of your current business, your primary business?
1: It's RDRX and I was going to do just, you know, Haley Hughes nutrition counseling whatever and my CrossFit owners were like, you're not famous like Jenny Craig or something. You have to like, think of something clever. And I was just so frustrated by the end of it. I was like, whatever. I'm just, I'm going with this. And so far it's been good. People kind of are like, what, what does that mean? But, um, dietitian prescribed is what I was going for. I, 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 well, I totally get it. I'm sure a lot of people don't quite get it, but uh, all right. yeah. I,
0: I think that's very catchy. I it resonated with me. so. And then you, did you create the busy babe wellness or was that kind of like a a thing that you formulated with some other individuals?
1: I have a girlfriend that I do it with. She is an exercise physiologist and also a yoga teacher. So um, we were like, you know, we both ran um, for UNC and we moved back and we're like, where's all our friends? Like (laughs) what's going on here? There's got to be some other cool busy babes out here. Let's start organizing some events and. So we just really started it to be able to build our community and network and have girls try new things. And like CrossFit can be very intense or intimidating to a lot of women. So we've done a CrossFit class where it's just all women and oh, um, just kind of creating those opportunities. So there's no judgment and feeling nervous about no exercise and things like that. That's
0: very fun. You do such fun stuff. I love how creative you are with just everything that you're doing with your business.
1: Try. <laughs> life exciting or else you know keep your sanity that's what you got to do that's
0: the primary thing
1: (laughs) yeah so I think I'll be okay for
0: a while good (laughs) Uh is there anything else that you kind of want to share about just things that you're doing or you know I will definitely share your links to your um, social media and your websites and things like that if anyone has any questions or want to follow up with you
1: um I just, I mean, so I'm president of the Northern Colorado Dietetics Association, and a lot of students come up to me and ask me about private practice. And that's really exciting to me because, I, like I said, as a student, I didn't even know it was an option. And um, I really believe in, you know, telling people, I know it sounds so cliche and cheesy, but you have to find something you're passionate about because. Um, the work environment is very different than school and there's just so much out there that you could do. I love seeing all the dietitians on social media who have these totally different jobs and things that I never thought were, you know, real and recipe blogging and food photography, all kinds of really cool things. So it's, I think it's really exciting to promote that to other future dietitians or people just in there you know, dietitian career who are looking for something new, there's, there is always something for you out there.
0: There is. And I think the network of dietitians, if you can't find it with one, that dietitian might know someone else that can help you or like that network is very awesome. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah just like what you're doing. Just something different. (laughs) I listened to the episode with the sarcastic nutritionist. Oh my gosh. I love her stuff. It's awesome. I do
0: too. I was laughing because I was thinking about our conversation and she was sitting in her car, sitting in her car doing the podcast because she, she was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to like do this real quick. And I've got so much stuff going on and they're so busy because their, their business has just boomed. And I think They've just created such a cool, cool thing for us,
1: dietitian. Yeah. And it's making us not look like robots or everybody always, I always start out with, like, have you seen a dietitian before? I promise this won't be that bad (laughs) because people sometimes have that, like, oh, she's going to tell me I can't have anything or she probably never eats donuts. And I'm like, what? Yeah. No, yeah.
0: <laughs> or they think that we cook all the food in the world. Like we're just in a kitchen, like in a cafeteria, no. I think. Cause that's, just, uh, I, yeah. I think that's the mindset that people, I had someone ask me the other day, they're like, so all you do is menu plan, right? And I was like, um, not menu plan at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or when they call you dietary, I'm yeah. like, what? Oh. Stop doing that. That's- nobody, nobody needs to be called that. Yeah. So. No, that is the worst. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, thank you for sharing just kind of your past so far. I know you have a very bright future ahead of you and I will definitely be following along and hopefully again, we can have a follow-up podcast in a year or so and see what things have changed for you and just have a quickie update um, because I know you're going to have lots of cool things happening
1: you also, so.
0: you also have a class that you're doing. Are you doing like a virtual class? I know this will air a little bit later, but Ooh. you've been working on another project.
1: I have two little projects. Well, they're not little, I guess. I did partner with another exercise physiologist to create a course for people who want more of the study aspect of it. So like learning how to calculate their own calorie needs, well, estimation, of course, um. And just going through the science behind why strength activity is important. Why, you know, having a balance of macros is important for a lot of people. And um, it's more science based. So it's really cool to give them the knowledge and tool. I mean, I do that in the counseling session. Um, but this is more kind of like a study course. And then they have challenges to apply it in their life. Right. Nice. So that's been a really cool project. And then I also did a no added sugar challenge, not necessarily to demonize sugar by any means. Everybody knows I love milkshakes and donuts. <laughs> um, but it was more about learning like what even added sugar is and what alternatives we have. And that's been an awesome group of ladies. They have blown me away with all of their support and, you know, giving each other advice and, um, different healthy alternatives. So that's been a really cool experience too. Cause I'm not Used to the group setting as much, and um, yeah, so really two little different groups going on, but yeah, that's
0: so. Will you do both of these again? I know that you're doing them currently. Will it be offered? Is it evergreen? Is it something that people can go to your website?
1: Yeah, so the complete lifestyle course um, that I partner with the exercise physiologist. Um, he also has a podcast called Fit and Phys. Um, that's always available, and you can start at any time. It's an ongoing. Um, Facebook group as well. So when you're going through the course, you can ask questions or upload some of your challenges to show off what you learned. And then the No how to sugar challenge. I think I'll do it again just because I've had such a good success with the ladies in the group now. Um, and it was really fun. And I even learned a lot. I, I now like figs. I didn't know that would be um, a dessert that I would choose and actually love. Um, so just little things like that where, Maybe I don't need a chocolate bar every night or, um, you know, <laughs> whatever. So I can mix it up I and up. something else. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's... So, awesome. uh, yeah. On my Instagram, my website, wherever. Very...
0: That's... I think those were... I just thought those were two great topics because I still think people like to learn about the science and like to learn about why things work and why, how they can work for you. I think that's a yeah. great approach for a class.
1: Absolutely. I can't tell you how many people come in and I'm like, well, why were you following, you know, keto or why were you following this diet? And they're like, honestly, I don't know. I saw it on the internet and I'm like, come on, have some science fun before you commit to eating 80% fat. Right. It's
0: amazing when you learn but, the science, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Very different for everyone.
0: Well, awesome. I'm, that's a, the two great things that I thought I wanted to make sure that we you talked about because I, I thought they were very genius ideas. So thanks for creating that. Yeah. All right. You ready for some hard questions? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so share with me some of your favorite foods.
1: Oh, no. I'm going to get the judgment now. <laughs> Um, I do love pizza, um, and I was totally against the cauliflower trend. I was like, "Oh, this is dumb! Just eat the real thing." And then I tried some cauliflower pizza crust that I really love, and I love piling veggies and protein on it. So it's a, actually a pretty balanced meal now that I've found some alternatives and tried to make it a little bit more balanced. I still love my regular pizza too. Um, going to school in Illinois, I definitely experienced quite a few deep dishes. Mm. After I ran the Chicago marathon, I ate probably a whole pizza to myself. So good. So I really love those. I love donuts, but they need to be fresh and right off the fryer. And I need to be able to pick my own toppings. (laughs) And I found a place to do that. You did? Where's that? There's one in Fort Collins. I think it's a a small chain. It's called Peace, Love, and Mini Donuts. Ooh! And you can pick any topping you want. That's so like fun. Maple, peanut butter, whatever you can possibly think of. So that's been a good find. Healthy foods. I have come to love just roasted Brussels sprouts. That's my other. It's probably my favorite vegetable.
0: He is all balanced out. A little this. Oh little yeah. That. Okay. You have to share with me what cauliflower pizza crust you like.
1: I like the call powered. Okay. I think call Powell, maybe. Yeah. I'm uh, talking about some of the pilot Kroger. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. It's easy. I'll have to
0: try it. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like you. I'm like, Oh, just have the real thing. This cauliflower stuff is just goofy, but I'm willing to give it a whirl. So hopefully I'm going to break down it's, one day. <laughs>
1: I mean, if you're gonna like one of my favorites, we do a peanut uh, sauce shrimp pizza. Ooh. And honestly, I'm like, you know, with anything on a crust, I, it's still pizza to me. And I've really never met a pizza I didn't like. So. True.
0: It's a good vehicle they for anything.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> agree. Do you have a beverage or beverages that you like?
1: Okay. So I know I'm a dietitian, but I, I hate drinking water. <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee. Look. And I tried to bribe myself where I'm like, all right, you know, you need to drink your water before you start on your coffee. But coffee is definitely my beverage of choice. And as far as cocktails, um, I created a couple cocktails with um vodka and sparkling water and I just like muddled some strawberries, some mint, things like that. So I try to get creative with different cocktails and using some fruit and herbs and things like that. and I don't know. There's I'm not a little IP water in those, so.
0: right? There's water and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> water yeah. and sparkling no. water. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. People were like, wait, you were a runner and you didn't drink it. No, nope, I was probably in renal failure multiple times. But <laughs> right. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. not all perfect. Uh, do you have a favorite
0: color or color?
1: I chose a bluish color for my um, logo, but for the people that know me, I wear a lot of pink. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely a pink
0: girl. It's a good color. That's my favorite color. Um, what is your favorite scent or smell?
1: Probably cookies. Mm, like baking cookies.
0: I love Baked cookies. Yes. <laughs> the <a good> smell. <laughs> and then what brings you joy in life, Haley?
1: In the work setting, seeing my clients succeed, again, cheesy and cliche, but I am so happy coming home and my husband's like, okay, new subject. And I'm like, yeah, but she did this. And anyways, um, and then probably my husband, my dogs, um, and just traveling. I love being new places, seeing new things and being, being able to experience those are definitely things that bring me joy.
0: Well, I love your tips that you give about where to go and what to eat. I do I think you had one on Austin and I'm headed there in a couple of weeks, so I'm excited to oh
1: tap it. It is correct. so fun. Did you like it? Yeah. I hope you have an amazing time. Yes. The today's dietitian conference was there. Oh, sure. And um, I went with my other dietitian friend, the food food dietitian. She's on Instagram too and she's awesome. Um, she's more of our planner every trip we take and gets all of the best food suggestions perfect and your puppies are Um, adorable yes my fur babies (laughs) new year's resolution was to make sure i walked them every day this month and so far we're doing good awesome so do you have that planned for this evening i do yeah no matter the temperature outside no well the other day we went and I was like four degrees I was like you guys are lucky because they don't care how good it they don't is, care no no well I guess I guess. thank you so much
0: Haley for sharing everything about your journey so far and I look forward to continuing
1: to follow it with you yes thank you for having me and all that you do it's huge it's 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 an awesome thing for our students our just everyone are all our dietitians out there thank you Haley is such
0: a busy woman, but I think it's so exciting how she found a need in her community and she created it. This is the kind of possibilities just waiting for us as dietitians, and we have the knowledge and the expertise to make it happen. Please reach out to Haley if you have questions about the amazing things she is doing, and her website is also a great place to find out more, rdrxnutrition.com. My website, annelizabethardy.com, is where you can read my latest Embrace the Hell Yeah blog post, as well as all my previous podcasts, show notes, and links to things we talked about during all my conversations with these great nutrition experts. My book is also available for purchase on my website, and I hope we can connect more on social media by finding me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at annelizabethardy. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.